So he used to preach what they call possibility thinking. So we began to learn possibility thinking. What we don't realize is that he couldn't maintain it. Finally, a few years ago, the catalyst bought it off him. Maintaining that glass house was expensive. Keeping it clean. To keep brick clean is easy. When the whole building is glass. Crystal cathedral, that's what it was called. What we don't know is that some time ago, he had to sell it. And he wanted the church to buy it. The only people that could buy it that his heart could give it to were the Catholic, was the, were the Catholics. So the Catholic church bought Crystal Cathedral from Robert Shula. There goes possibility thinking. <laughs> so when prosperity has grown a lot of times, it creates problems for us. So in the church, it created problems. It did. And once we began to focus on prosperity, we lost Christ. That's it. Once we, listen, in this life, I'm talking about fundamental love, right? That's what I'm talking about. Please make sure there is nothing else you love in life more than the word of God, that is Jesus and obeying his word. All these other things are what? Additions. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. These other things are not supposed to be the focus. That's why I, give, I say all the time, because we're talking about the most important prayer. I want to start a business. I want to start a career. Settle down and ask yourself, how is this obedience to the word of God? If it is not, find something else to do. You will actually find something that is actually for you, obedience to God's word. Yes, you will. So it's not every time you change a job because they pay more money. You just change a job. But where you were before, your gifts and talents were being manifested. You were a blessing to people. Someone says, okay, come, now we're going to pay you ten times that amount. What will you be doing? You'll be filing paper. Can't you get a machine to file it? We like the way you were working before. We now want to make you paper filer. Just know it's Satan. What did I call it? It's Satan. Listen, life, listen. You yourself, check him. If you were the devil, will you tell somebody with, come and follow me, otherwise I will kill you? He's a Christian, he will rebuke you. Satan doesn't come with Christians and say, follow me, otherwise you're in trouble. He knows you're a believer. Once you, once, listen, once he provokes you like that, you know what you start doing? You start praying. You start confessing. In the name of Jesus, I shall live and not die. Ah, Satan said, no, no, no. You don't threaten these people. It's been shown that the church grows faster when it's persecuted. So you know what Satan does? He doesn't, he just says, ah, my girl, how now? Say, I'm fine. Has God really said she don't eat of this tree? That tree? No, she don't eat it too. We are not even allowed to touch it. Why not? You will die. Ah, uh, ah, uh, Eve. Do you look like a dying person? <laughs> you will not die. It takes more. Eat. The moment you eat it, no, that is discussion. He didn't come to the garden. Cock the gun. Eve, eat this or I shoot you. Eve will have shouted, Adam, help, help. No. That's how it works. That, that, that is how it works. So what Satan does is that once we start loving, that's the point I'm making, once we start loving what the word of God produces, more than the word itself, we are already on our pathway to being lost. Once we start loving what the word produces, more than that word itself, that's the pathway to being lost. Is healing good? Very, very good. Is prosperity good? Very, very good. All those things are promised in the word of God. But they are not as important 
as obeying the totality of the word of God. That is, we said along the line, if I did a business, after five years it collapsed, it is not a sign that the word is not working. It's not. Why did it collapse? I don't know. That's not what I want to discuss. But what do we do? We sit down and go through everything. What happened? How did we get money to start? Did we fulfill our obligations to people that we owed things? Maybe we borrowed money. We promised to pay an amount. Did we pay? Did we pay staff? The wages? Did the, were the wages fair? Did we treat staff like human beings? Did we treat ourselves rightly? Did we dis- the, the trust in the arm of flesh? We were working seven days a week, 24 hours each day, because we felt that by, by strength will a man prevail. Did we do that? You check all of those things. Like I said, I've been saying over some, for some weeks now, I look at the money, okay, this money we spent, why? Okay, there was a time they said we needed to give bribe. Did we give? I don't know where I get my point. Okay, if we did, how, how could we have avoided doing that? You go through all of that. That's what you need. That's what you need. If you look at it and everything was okay, David said, rejoice. That is, the business failed according to the will of God. I mean, it's not every business that will be... I mean, God sends people through things for training. Say, do this business. After five years, I will close it down. Should I give you an example? Peter. Jesus shut him down. One day, he gave him plenty of food. After all this increasing, people say that... You know, people talk. You know, we don't hear things say When Peter gave Jesus his boat... He got a drought of fish today. You are going to give Jesus your boat. Who has ever given Jesus his boat? Another person will be there bringing our boat. You know why? We are wicked people. We don't love Jesus. We love the fish. Jesus is nothing more than a fish multiplier. And it's his boat he wants. Hey, give him boat. Now, no be fish you define. My boat for your fish. <laughs> that is all. We don't read the other part. As soon as he was done with giving him fish, Peter abandoned the fish. Because Jesus said, now that you have seen that this thing is not by strength, let's use that understanding for something else. From now on, you'll be what? A fisher of men. And the guy left. All the, I don't know what happened to the fish. He left and started following. But you know, we don't read the stories completely. We stop at the... The arrival of the fish. If you finish reading it, you will have realized that after that, Peter was just as broke as when he started. The fish came, Peter left. So sometimes the Lord shuts people down. Sometimes he does. So it's not, look, material prosperity is not always a sign. No, it's not always a sign that faith is working, the word is working. Like we said the other day, some of us are discussing here. The word is working. How do you know the word is working? I like the examples that two of I think it was um, uh, Okemoti and Jedediah, that's Israel's wife. The two of them said independently, say, ah, when I hear things like this, it doesn't move me. It means the word is working. I don't know where I get the point. There was a time that if all your friends bought brand new cars and you bought brand new shoes, you know? You know, you'd be wondering, like, God, when will you remember me? God said, what are you talking about? You have forgotten me now. Why? All you gave me was money to buy shoes. My friends were buying complete vehicles. 
And God said, no, you don't understand. The problem is that it still moves you. It's still moving you. It's still moving you. You get to a point in life, and you just, ah, oh boy, you, oh, that's a nice one. Give me a ride. And you come down and it doesn't cross your mind that anything special happened. That's a sign that the word is what? It's working. The word is actually working. It is working. If you want to know whether the word is working in your life, forget your pocket to check your character. No, if you want to know whether the word is working, nah, forget, forget your pocket. Check your character. You've been paying attention to the word for three years now. By now, I gave you financial breakthrough. You don't know what you're saying. That's not what the word does. What it does is three years before, every story I tell is half truth, half lie. Even the one that sounds true, I say with a voice that exaggerates the facts. Three years later, I might say talking like that. If I'm still talking like that, the word is not... In fact, I don't love the word at all. It's not doing anything for me yet. No matter what it produces for me materially, it hasn't done anything for me. The first place I know the word is working is how it's changing me as an individual. That's a sign that the word is working. That's a sign. Before maybe I, I lie down by 10 p.m. At, at 1 a.m., I'm still getting up with a piece of paper and doing calculation. You know, been in the bed since 10. You know what that is called? Worry. That's called worry. That's called worry. Maybe that's how it used to be. But now as soon as you hit the bed, before you even hear yourself hit the bed, you're already dreaming of things. That is the peace of God that passes all understanding. is now working in you. That's the word working. Those are the first things that the word delivers to us. That's why Paul said it like that. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Which does what? Able to build you up. That's the first thing the word does. The first thing the word does is build you up. Not give you something. He says, able to build you up, then he now can deliver to you your inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. The first thing the world does is build you up, not give you things. The world is more concerned about building you up. That's what David was explaining to us. That's how we're doing this in one night. You look at everything that David is saying, he kept on emphasizing. That look, oh, there is nothing I want more than to be obedient to, God, obedience to God's word. He said in that Psalm 174, verse 174, he said, I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. What was he saying? The proof that it is God I'm expecting something from in life is that I am concerned about how I am obedient to the things that he said. That's a proof that my expectation is from him. If somebody says, I'm waiting on God, how is he waiting on God? Check how he's living his life. That is, I'm concerned every day with how I rearrange my thoughts, I rearrange my behavior, I rearrange my doings to make sure it's in conformity with what God has written. That's a sign that I'm waiting on him. That's a sign that it's a God I'm trusting. If you break God's rules to get results, you are not hoping for that result from his hands. That's what you're saying. That's why David keeps on saying, I stay up all night meditating on your testimonies. Listen, children of God, everything that God has prepared for us in life is found inside the word. But more importantly than, that is more important than the things that we are getting is that word itself, that for our lives to be conformed to it. I'm summarizing everything we have been talking about. Go, I've finished reading this at 119 now. 
What is our purpose? You wake up in the morning and say, today, let my life fulfill what you have written. Do you get what I'm saying? Let me give you an example. Once Peter and Co. went out to preach. No, they were going on the road, they healed somebody. Started preaching and people got, gave their lives to Christ. And they got arrested. And they got flogged. And then they got released. Now, notice something about them. As they were going, they were rejoicing in one thing. That Jesus said that, you see, they hated me, they will hate you too. Once they felt the hatred, are you getting my point? See, good, the world is working in our lives. <laughs> I don't know whether you get the point. Yes. Once they felt the hatred, once they were beaten, ah, you will be persecuted for my sake. Who? John, we have been persecuted. We have been persecuted. We have been persecuted for his sake. John, give me a hug, give me a hug. I don't know whether you're getting my point. It was such a joy to them that they were flogged for the sake of Christ. It's the kind of thing they said, please help me rub something that will make the scars stay. <laughs> yes. I don't want the healing. No. I want to get to heaven and say, Jesus, see, you like that? It doesn't fit me. Yeah. Why? Because their joy was derived. That's the point I'm making. No, believers, we have to stop deriving joy from things that pass away. You know you have made it when you rejoice more when the word of God enters you than when money enters your pocket. Believe me, that's the sign that you have made it as a believer. Christians, sometimes, we, we, the world teaches us things. You know, the world has glorified holiday. You know holiday? You know what they call holiday? Why are you doing like you don't know it? Some of you are still dreaming of the day you spend one week in Dubai. Now what I want to say, you don't have to like it, but it's the truth. You know the holidays that God told Israel to have every weekend? The law is you could not travel. <laughs> Did you notice that? Sabbath. So, your holiday is not rest. It's an adventure. People say, take a holiday and go and rest. I laugh a lot of times. But then they pass two, three airports. The holidays, it, it can't be holiday again. If you want to rest, just come off and go on a job. Sit there. Once nobody knows you are there, nobody sleep. People just be there. Don't let me go there again. If I start now, people like, say, this guy, you're a very dry guy. No, I'm a very wet guy. It's just that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I just I know the things that are important. You can go anywhere you want in life. That's not my problem. But stop deceiving us that you're obeying God. Because if it's the rest of God you are looking for, just come off for a no-go. Go to Makodi. And sleep. Don't be sleep. Why you are you obeying God? You have to come back and tell us the story that you went to London, you went to America, you went to Switzerland. That's not the rest of God. That is adventure. Now, why did I go into that? Okay, maybe I want to help somebody here. All right, the Lord is good. Now, this is where I'm going. So, Christians, we learn all of those things. We are willing to save up money to go for a holiday. But that's why the word has not yet produced in our lives. We are not willing to spend that money to hear that, ah, this man is coming to Nigeria. He's going to be in Ibadan for three days. Have you ever been to Ibadan? No. Ah, let's go now. We'll stay in a hotel. You know, Christians, they don't often do that. Very few believers do it. No, check it. Very few believers do such things. They expect the gospel to come to their house. Broadcast the word to them. It's on radio alone they want to hear it and television. Yes, that's what... No, that's... And listen to me. Let me say something. It's not the amount of information you have in your ears that enters your ears that, that determines the amount of faith you have. According to our series on total faith that time. And I talked about the pursuit and the use of faith. All right? It's not just the information you have heard. 
Sometimes it is the amount of effort you passed, you put into getting that information. Now, not because of the, the information alone, but because you have displayed to, you have de- demonstrated to the Lord the value that you place upon it. You know, because we're rearranging, we're moving things over the last few days. I, w- I was going to my books. You know, I took my, my son. <laughs> I can never lie. We're, we're arranging my on my shelf. You know, my a bookshelf. So just putting things together, put it, ah, sometimes I'll pick you a book. I say, ah, I said, oh boy, come. I said, we've been loving the Lord for a long time. I was showing him books, how we photocopied books and bounced them. I, w- I was about to throw away some of those things because they are old and I have the proper, some of them will have the proper books now because now we can afford the proper books. But I said, no, no, let me keep them. Please remind me, I'll show some of them to you. We, you know what we used to do? We'll photocopy the book and then take it to the binder. The binder will now bind the book. So I remember there was one, um, Real Men, something by Ed Cole. I, saw, I, just, I, I, I had forgotten these materials. I saw them just for the last few days. And I told Akinle, I said, I sold this thing myself, needle and thread. I will show it to you. I'm, I'm telling, I, I, said, I, I was trying to remember, how did I do this? I went like that and sold the book together because it was a photocopy. I will read the thing, read the thing and file it there. You know what were you doing like that? People say country is hard now. You were not alive when country was hard. <laughs> Listen, when I was doing this, I had graduated from school. Oh, I'm not kidding. But you will go to the bookshop, the book you want to read, you will look at it. Ha! Look your hand, look the book. Say no. You go and look for somebody as well as bought it. Say, please, can I borrow your own? I want to photocopy it. So once in a while, you buy this, you buy that. People just buy books. They will now make photocopies. At the end of the day, photocopying the book was going, will cost less than a quarter of buying it. So it was cheaper for us. I don't know which one of you. Somebody here, one day came and gave me the spiritual man. I that here in Benin as a gift by Watchmani, the complete volume. So I said, I can do, I have two of them. Which one should I keep? So I said, okay, I'll bring one to the ministry library here and I'll keep one at the house. My own copy, I showed it to him. I said, notice that it, it looks like what? He said, it looks like sandwich. He said, it looks like Nigerian flag. You know, three different colors. I said, they're actually three books. You, won't, you wouldn't guess. I bought them one by one, put them together, removed the bag, gave to the binder. Please tear them and rebind them as one volume. <laughs> because they used to, you know, some of, those are the locally printed books that will fragment after a while. Nigeria prints far better now than we used to do those days. Man, that's, those are the things we did to learn the word I just I was discovering them, you know, because we were moving things. I was discovering them over the last week. I, I was laughing to myself. I bound that book like that, I'll be reading it page by page. One of you saw, you know, the story I tell all the time about one day I went to church in Lagos. When I started listening to Pastor Poggi those days, 97. I went to church, I wanted the book tape. They said the recorder was not good. So I went home. Next Sunday I came again. The man finished preaching another hot word. I went to book tape, they said the recorder is not good. I said, wait, two Sundays you have not recorded and you are sitting out here comfortably. So I went back home, took a book and a pen and began to replay the last two Sundays' messages in my mind. I played it and played it. I started remembering, I started writing. I don't know which one of you did I show the, the book to. Okay, it was you, John. Okay, it's, okay, some of you saw it. I wrote over 20 pages remembering what somebody said in like two or three Sundays. I said, because if I don't write it, I will forget it. And if you were recording, so the next Sunday, that's not the third Sunday, I borrowed his music set and carried it to church. 
So please use this one to record the thing. And the, the, the lady, one of the ladies walking there, and I said, ah, dash it to us. And I say, I'm sorry. It's not mine. I would have given you people. But it's my neighbor who's a Muslim. When I'm going to church, I say, can I borrow this thing? What is, I'm taking it to church to record our message for today. He said, no problem. I'll carry it. So you see me going to church. I'm carrying a music set. <laughs> they use that to record for a number of Sundays until the church fixed its own and will continue the recording. Now, I'm going to bring out something here. Sometimes you do all of these things. It's a sign that you value it. Now, you know the truth? I can't even remember what I was looking for inside that word. It was just the word. Are you getting my point? What was it supposed to produce? Now I don't really know what I was looking for for it to produce. But when you hear a good word, if you've developed the appetite for it, it's like good food. Are you getting my point? It's like good food. This is what they like drink. No drink. When they drink some drinks, eh, you see how much they pay for a bottle. Yeah. I've seen drinks, one bottle, 50,000. Some of you have seen it. 100,000. 200,000, one bottle. And no means we drink it. If you give me a cup of that, I won't drink. Because I won't be able to sleep. I'll just be wondering. <laughs> I just drank somebody's salvation. It's not good. I'm not, <laughs> not drinking. And some people value it. You know, they value it. They will, they will tell you the name of the drink, which year it was made. We sell, we sell it, they keep it in Switzerland. You know why it doesn't matter to me? I have not developed the taste. I told you once, I asked one of my colleagues, that I have tried, now, I'm a funny person, I have tried a number of times to try and appreciate why men will sit down and be drinking beer. If you are sitting down and drinking Coke, I can understand. Not because of the cost, though, but because of what they taste. Beer has a foul taste. No, 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 please. I know you disagree. I know you disagree. All of you covering your faces, I know you disagree. Okay? I can't understand it. They say, okay, if it is chilled, you will get it. I have tried it chilled. It's the same thing. So finally, one day I asked my, one of my guys, we're just talking like this in the office. He said, he said, oh, God, it's an acquired taste. You didn't learn it. He said, it's a taste you learn. And you learn it when you are young. That's what it was implying. That the time of learning it has passed. It has passed you over. So enjoy your life without enjoying beer. That was the day my questions came to an end. Because you know, for a long time I've been wondering. May we sit down and go through two cartons? But my question came to an end when I found out that it was what? An acquired taste. And that taught me something. That's where I'm going. Most of the things we enjoy in life, we learn to enjoy them. We learn to enjoy them. And the world tries to teach us what to enjoy. That's it. They, you know, they deceive us, put things on the screen, in newspapers, and create an appetite for people. There are close people where you'd be wondering, you know, you know I've told you before, there are things I just tell people, why do you do it? A woman, you wear trousers, you buy trousers. First thing you do, you cut a hole in it. Is your head correct? <laughs> Why? Why now? When I was young, a person tear your clothes, now fight. <laughs> Why would you tear my clothes? But now people pay money to have it torn. <laughs> and they say it's what? Fashion. Listen to me, it's an acquired taste. That's the point I'm making. It's acquired. 
Sometimes, for those of you who are there, the good of the land, I said something. I said, sometimes as believers, there are things you just refuse to do. I know you won't go to hell. I just want to tell you people that you won't, you won't turn my head crazy. No matter, I know righteousness is in my heart, but I won't pierce my ear. As a, uh, as a man, I'm not women, please pierce your nose, pierce, pierce everything you want to pierce. I'm talking about men. I'm not piercing my ears. If you like, make me a star footballer, sell me for $200 million, and piercing my ears. When I read my Bible, it's only male slaves. If you see a man's ear pierced, it's a slave. If you see women's ears pierced, it's, 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 it's womanhood. You're a woman. Leave it like that. I'm not quarreling with you. Women are the ones that are supposed to pierce their yeah, yeah. If you even pierce your nose, it's, it's not unrighteous. It's the way you like it. Just don't, the one I can't understand is piercing your eye too. It's, it's, it's going too far. Baby. I think it's going too far, really. You know, just some people won't pierce their lips. Ah, uh-uh. pierce their tongue. No, that. Oh yes, they do. They pierce their tongue. Oh, this one says Jesus. This guy. Yeah. This boy goes to deeper life. I'm telling you, Jesus. <laughs> it's not into, yeah, people pierce their tongues. They too. Yeah. I think that's going to be too far, really. <laughs> but a man now piercing nothing. He won't woke up one day and tell them, tattoo. They, is it everything we must copy? He said, you can tattoo your body and still go to heaven. But even if you don't tattoo it, you will still get to heaven. So, so what is the issue? For me, I just say, no, it's not everything people copy. I'm done making something here. So the world sometimes they just throw things out for us there. You know, remember the one I was telling you that day when I was young, you have to match your color. Now, rioting colors is, is fashion for women. They call it pinking. You, you must you wear green trousers and yellow or red shirt. When I was young, we would think you have a hypomanic disorder. But now, it's, you know. Let me tell you my main thing I'm going to say. We can create that same habit with God's word. Yes, sir. Can, when I was on campus, that was some of the things that God helped us with. You know, when, we were young, when I was in the University of Benin, very few churches had campus fellowships. The only churches that had campus fellowships were the Orthodox churches, like the Catholic Church, the, the Protestant community, so And the, the church was, the ch- was there, just inside the campus. So they had the fellowships part of the church. Then the only other one that I remember was something like Deeper Life. All other campus fellowships were just campus fellowships. What I mean is that they were not reporting to anybody. Yeah. They didn't have ambitions. The only ambition was just to be campus Christians, graduate with a good degree. Some will go into ministry, and that was the end of it. You didn't get promoted. There was no promotion for you. You understand? So people, we, we love the word because it was a thing. I don't know how else to say it. it that was just it. And when brother wanted to, you know, one wanted to talk, we talked the word. One wanted to fight, we fought the word. One wanted to quarrel, we quarreled the word. You know, like, what do you mean? Do you, how many tongues do you speak? I speak in tongues more than ye all. You know, those kind of quarrels. Yes, I'm serious. These are things I really saw. I've seen brethren almost point themselves on interpretation of scripture. No, you can't say like that. When Paul said it, he was referring. No, he didn't read the college Bible. Will not give me the Bible. No, I'm serious. We'll be looking at them fighting on. I remember the day once they arrived and brought a from holiday and gave a Dick's Bible to one of to our well head of our fellowship that time. The host, the room went crazy. 
You know, the Dix, you know Dix Bible? Yes. Dix Annotated Reference Bible. The first day we had Kenneth Hagin, brethren gathered. You know? As if, don't talk, don't talk, Kenneth Hagin is talking. <laughs> we got, oh God. I still remember the first brother brought us a video of Benihin. My fellowship gathered to watch Benihin. It was fellowship day. We stopped every program, brought television. Some brethren went and arrived television. Brought it, VHS, put video cassette. 200 LT those days in Uniben, we sat down to watch Benihin. And when we were done watching Benihin, a message he preached in South Africa, in Rimacolis Church. I still remember one brother, he jumped down and began to prophesy. I still I remember that day. I still remember he still he just ran down and began to prophesy. And it shall come to pass. In the latter days, he was talking, talking. Yeah, my children. <laughs> now what we bring to Crusade now, Pororo. <laughs> The Lord is good. <laughs> I said the Lord is good. Honestly. No, 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 no. no. I think, I, be, I believe there's a revival. Somebody say amen. amen. There is a revival. Somebody say amen. amen. What we love the most is the word of God. Let's rise to our feet. Let us pray. The, what we love the most is God's word. It's a habit we create. It's a habit we create. See, I mean, David said it very clearly. Listen, I may go astray, listen, I may go astray, but the basic fundamental thing in my heart is I love the word of God. For that reason, he said, Lord, seek your servant. Seek your servant. Begin to pray. Say, Lord, I love your word. Make me love you some more. Are you getting my point? Say, Lord, increase the love I have for your word in my heart. It's a very important prayer. Ah, the way you love, you know, when you want to dress in the morning, you spend time, you know, arrange your makeup very well. Ah, no, no. Say, Lord, that kind of love. Say, Lord, that kind of love, that kind of attention. Let me give it to the studying of the word. It's a pr- Look, that's what is a prayer. It's a prayer. Say, Lord, I don't want to love any other thing as much as I love learning the word, obeying the word, learning truth, obeying truth. I want to see the face of the Lord in the pages of the book. I want to hear a message and be excited by it. I want, Lord, I want to save money to travel. Ah, people will say, ah, somebody, oh, there's this Lancaster conference. If people take money for their family to go on holiday. I want to take money and go to attend a prophetic conference. I heard of an apostolic conference holding in South Africa every year. I want to go they're not because I want to trip, but because the mayor refused to come down to where I am. I'm willing to spend the money. I will just go there, spend the money, hear the word, Lord. That kind of love. That's what I'm asking for. Pray, say, Lord, stir up your love inside my heart. This is the most important prayer. That's what we are concluding this one night study today. Say, Lord, stir up that love inside my heart. Stir up that love inside my heart. Stir up that love. Stir up. I'm not saying I can do it by myself. I'm asking you, Lord, today. Stir up the love. Stir up the love. Stir up the love inside my heart. I want to love your precepts. Love your commandments. Love your ordinances. Love your word. Love everything that you have spoken. Lord, I want to love it. I want to declare like David. I rejoice at your word. Like one who finds great spoil, who finds a lot of treasure. The way I would rejoice if I was dashed a million dollars. Let me rejoice like that when I hear truth, when I hear the word of God, when it is expounded to me. Lord, cause me to rejoice like that. Praise the Lord. I give you my heart. I yield myself to the word. Paul said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Say, Lord, I long for the word of your grace. 
I commend myself to that word today. Say, my soul, love the word of God. Instruct your soul. Speak to your heart. Say, soul, listen. The word will be precious to you. The word, the word of God will be the thing you love the most. It will be the priority in your life. It will take your money. It will take your time. You will give it to it willingly. Say, soul, love the word. Soul, love the precepts of God. Soul, love the commandments. Soul, love the ordinances. Soul, love the testimonies of the Lord Jesus. Pray. I want you to pray like, ah. You know the way you pray, Lord, I need money. Say, more than that, say, Lord, I need to love the word. Say, Lord, give me understanding as I love it. Let the word talk to me. Lord, hold your Bible, hold your whatever device you are. Say, hold it. Hold it now. Say, Lord, let it talk to me. Let my Bible talk to me. Let me open it. Let it speak to me. Let it speak to me. Let it be my entertainment. Let it be my entertainment. I want to be entertained. Let it be the scriptures that will entertain me. If I'm bored, Lord, let this word excite me. If I'm hungry, let this word fill me. If I'm depressed, let this word lift me up. Let me enjoy this word. Pray. Say, Lord, let this word talk to me. I don't want it to be ordinary letters. I I, I read novels and I can't put it down. So why can't I read the scriptures and not be able to put it down? So, Lord, this is what I'm asking you for. Today, I'm not asking for money. Today, I'm not asking for promotion. I'm not asking for a wife. I'm not asking for a husband. I'm not asking for all those material things. No. Today, I'm asking, say, Lord, I want to love your word. I want to rejoice at your word. (laughs) Let that word be honey to my mouth. Let it be sweetness to my soul. I am asking you today. That is my prayer request. If the Lord appears to me now and says, ask me for anything, Lord, I have one prayer request for today. Put a hunger in me. David said, my soul follows hard after you, O Lord. Say, Lord, I want my heart to follow hard after the word. I want to hear that a particular minister I've been listening to for a long time. He has arrived in Abuja. He's preaching that weekend. I take money, enter, take a flight, enter a bus, enter a taxi, whatever it is, off to Abuja for the weekend. Where will I stay? I will solve that when I reach there. I want that kind of hunger that makes me relocate for the word of God. One of the things that excite me, I've met many people in this ministry. Oh, we have come to Enugu. Because we want to come and sit and hear you teach. I say, oh, God will walk in your life. For you to make such decisions, God is looking for such people. Say, why are you living in Enugu? Why are you going to Abuja? I say, ah, there's a church I need to attend for six months. The pastor teaches in such a way that I've never heard before. I'll be back in six months. Why are you moving to Lagos? Ah, there is this particular word I hear. He's, been, he's not on air. This man preaching in his church doesn't go other places. I need to hear him for three months. Say, Lord, put that kind of hunger in me. I'm asking, Lord, let me not be satisfied, but by the feeling of the word of God and the spirit in the name of Jesus. Ask God for that one today. Say, Lord, give me understanding, I shall live. Say, the entrance of your word, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Oh, Lord, fill me with understanding. 
Say, Lord, revive me according to your word. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes. Those are the prayers. Those are the prayers. Say, Lord, teach me the way of your statutes. Give me understanding that I may observe thy law. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to the testimonies and not to gain. It's important. Say, Lord, teach me. Teach me. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Now begin to give the Lord thanks. Say, Lord, we thank you. Say, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for understanding. For us to know what is most important in life, Lord, we thank you. For us to know what is valuable, Lord, we thank you. Lord, thank you for a revival of truth in the church of God. Let's give thanks for that. Say, Lord, we thank you for a revival of truth in the church of God. Lord, we thank you for a revival of truth in the church of God. Let us give him thanks. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Now, please, I want us to take that our initial declaration at the beginning. What am I used to start? Let's take it again. One, two, let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of it, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing him in all respects. I am bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now before you read a book, before you read your Bible, before you listen to a message, just declare it. Declare it. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. You know the truth? Many of the problems we are looking, you know, we are trying to solve in life, they will walk away. They will, you know, they will get uncomfortable with us. You know, one of the ways to get rid of cockroaches, just put light in the place. They will walk away. Many problems in your life, eh? They are cockroaches. In our lives, many times we have problems. Those problems are nothing but cockroaches. We just open the heart and flood it with light. You won't even know. You just know that all this, every six months I have malaria. The malaria is not having itself somewhere else. That has gone away. You know, this one that every time I want to sleep, I'm worried about what's going on in the neighborhood. You know, if a car backfires, I, I wake up, have a, almost have a heart attack. I think they are shooting. All of those things just come to an end simply because the world fills the heart. Before you couldn't sleep, now you can't keep awake. Why? The, the world will just drive insomnia away. Just drive it away. Just drive it away. One of the things I found out some time ago, when I found it hard to sleep for some time, I don't know how it worked, but it worked for me at the end of the day. I said, okay, if I can't sleep, I will hear the word. I said, so if it is Satan that wants to try and keep me awake, good. You know what I found out? Once I put on the message to start listening, the sleep will go on. I said, look at this. One word that I must be blessed. And I'm blessed with my sleep, or I'm blessed with hearing. No, I'm telling you. It works so well now that if I want to sleep, sleep is not coming. I said, okay, no problem. Look for one good message. Put it. Ah, the sleep will just say, all right, all right, all right. But one way or the other, I must be blessed. See, there is a point that if I really want to hear a message, I, I, I do that a lot. I stand. I, I stand. Just stand. Just put my hand on the court like this. I'll be playing from there. Because I know if I go like that and I sleep, the Lord is good. What am I saying? Let's open our hearts to the word of God. And many of the problems we are trying to solve, they will, they will, they will just walk away. They will just walk away.
sickness will walk away. Lack of sleep will walk away. Poverty will walk away. Worries will walk away. Confusion will walk away. Healing will come. Abundance will come. Those things are added as we focus on what is most important in life. The Lord is good. Let's share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please bless somebody beside you. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. Another person, please. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. One more person, please. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. One for yourself. This is my season of multiplication and dominion. In the name of Jesus. All right, cherub brethren. God bless you.